Hello and welcome to Neurodivergent, the podcast dedicated to learning about neurodiversity. I'm your host, Regan, and today we are going to dive into the marvelous world of dyslexia. This is a very special episode for me because I happen to be dyslexic. And I wish that when I tell people this, they know what I mean, and that all my teachers would understand how I am neurodivergent. So to start off, let's answer the question, what is dyslexia? Dyslexia is a learning difference that interferes with your ability to read, write, spell, and speak. Dyslexia occurs in people with completely normal vision and intellectual abilities. Children with dyslexia have trouble connecting the sounds letters make to the letters that they see. Reading is a relatively new concept for humans. We are the only species who reads. However, our brains were not designed for written language. People often think that dyslexia is seeing things backwards. This is false. It's not about seeing words, but rather about manipulating them. Let's say you're reading the word dog. There are two ways that your brain could go. When when you are beginning to read, you take the longer one. First, the visual parts of your brains intercept the word you are reading. Then it travels to a part of your brain called the octipulal lobe, which is the center of our visual perception system. Then the info is brought to the visual word form area, where your brain decides that you're looking at a word. Then you start to decode the word in your temporal lobe, which sounds, which sounds out letters recognizing D, O, G, and the sounds that they make, da, a, g. Then it goes to the frontal lobe to process what dog means. Now, if you're a well-seasoned read- seasoned reader, you go a lot faster with this process. You can skip over sounding things out and go straight to the meaning. People with dyslexia continue to use the longer path every time, even with familiar words. This process of decoding makes people with dyslexia slower at things like reading and writing. Dyslexia also leads to spelling things phonetically, like K-U-K-E for cookie, or something of that nature. Seems ridiculous, but it happens. Dyslexia can also be a blessing, however, giving you strengths like a great imagination and being highly creative, critical and big thinkers, a talent for building, excellent writing skills, only if you focus on the content and not the spelling, the ability to adapt, strong reasoning skills, good at solving puzzles, and fantastic at oral comprehension. Dyslexia is extremely common. It is estimated that one in five people are dyslexic. Like everything, though, there are levels to dyslexia. In one case, you might see an extreme case of dyslexia and a mild case in the next. Some signs of dyslexia include slow and accurate reading, uses context clues instead of sounding things out, skips little words like at, as, to, or the, poor spelling, bad handwriting, holds a pencil differently, letter and number reversals, difficulty reading music, unable to master a foreign language, difficulty organizing ideas to write 
a paper. Trouble memorizing. Now, not to say that if you experience a few of these things that you are dyslexic. In fact, almost all of us experience one or more symptoms of dyslexia. If you've checked all the boxes, though, getting tested might be a good idea. When a child is diagnosed with dyslexia, there are accommodations in school that are made to help the child, such as extra time, the ability to skip a foreign language, not penalized for your spelling mistakes in class, environmental choice, so like if for test taking, if you don't want to take it in the classroom setting, you can choose to take it somewhere else, using technology to like dictate your homework assignments or reading audiobooks. In some scenarios, there are more granted, in others, there are fewer granted. Something I wish all teachers would do, however, is actually read what accommodations their child has and discuss with the child how that will affect their tests, homework, projects, and so on. Also, in some places, they make this accommodation, but teachers, I cannot stress this enough. If a child with dyslexia does not volunteer, don't make them read aloud. This is so stressful, and especially if you are not positioned at the front of the class, it's impossible. It's just like waiting for you to get a word wrong. So please don't force them to read in front of the class. And please read their file or whatever ahead of time. Don't make them announce to the whole class on test day that they have extra time. Talk to them ahead of time. The term dyslexia was brought about in 1887 by Rudolf Berlin, but the condition was first developed by a man named Adolf Kuzmal in 1877. Forgive, forgive me for my pronunciation on those two names. Nowadays, we are they're making advances in understanding this neurodiversity, and schools have accommodations for it now. Dyslexia is a blessing and a curse. But as always, guys, thanks for tuning in and being aware.